Hello, Tara Bang and Stephanie. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I wish I could say I was doing better than all right, but I think I'm also doing all right. Could be worse. Could be better. You know, it's just one of those weeks where a lot of stuff happens, and I'm just tired. Hmm. Mm. No, um, but thanks for sharing that. Um, it does resonate with me a lot right now. Uh, what I was thinking t- earlier today of us sitting together, you and Terry and I, and kind of having this conversation, making this podcast episode today, I was also realizing within myself that, oh, I'm not the most exuberant and joyous version of myself right now. And uh, I did recently learn uh, news of um, someone who I was very close to, not like that I spent a lot of time with them, but I deeply connected with them, recently passed. I was notified by their family member. Um, Sorry to hear that, buddy. Ago. No, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And I know we, we touched on a little bit on friendship in, in actually the past episode. So definitely kind of relates to that and the type of relationship I had with this person of really only meeting very little, but just having a deeper connection. Um, But yeah, when thinking about how I was, when going into today's recording, yeah, I'm not this like super enthusiastic person, but I am still present um, and that I felt comfortable that not every episode we have to be like, the most excitable, happiest. Effervescent. Yeah, yeah. And um and and that's just how we're that's just how we're showing up today. That's we yeah, we're fully participating. That's kind of like the idea of We're know, not slacking guys. We're just tired. No, there's there's more ways to participate in an activity. You don't have to yeah. be front row and center. Sure. You can equally be just as involved in something, but maybe just off to the side. I kind of um, like being off to the side, like kind of hiding behind the, the stage wings, you know, just seeing things pan out. Yeah, being in the periphery, I think, is, you know, totally equal as just being totally in the, in, in the main front center area. And, you know, Tarek Bang, I don't know where, where you're at today. Maybe you're front and center, and that's totally great, too. Um, just want to let you know, kind of, at least where we are, we're at today, um, for you to kind of understand a little bit of more about us and just how we can be some days. And um, I think I just wanted to start out with with that, with introducing that, but also um, something um, sharing something of my own kind of, one of my personal tokens. I have I have a little uh, black moleskin journal in front of me here. Um, my, my father, shout out to him again. I know I kind of insulted him a little bit in a previous episode, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, wasn't all bad. Um, he did gift me this little journal. Um, I think I read it in seven or eight, um, because I was a really extremely contemplative child. Um, I think Stephanie, I talked about this. I I definitely know in myself, I feel like peaked at like the age of 10 and (laughs) since then, (laughs) It's just been a slow decline. Plateaued. Oh, okay. Yeah, a decline. Wow, not even. Well, um, 
the asymptote of it is like, you know, it's not gone that sharp because my gaining of experience has brought about wisdom. So that's kind of a little boost. Sure. But with, you know, with time though, you know, I'm gaining wisdom and experience. I'm also like just losing. Yeah. You're, you've become a mountain range, you know, whether it's a hilly yes. one or like a Ooh. pointy one, you know. There's some erosion own. there, but there's yeah. also some. A little weathering, but little you're weathering. still there. You know, building, the essence of you. Building up of, of sediment, you know. <laughs> it could be one Red. of those subduction plays that's slowly sinking under no. the sea. <laughs> but creating mountains while you do it, so, you know. Exactly. Creating exactly. stuff out of, out of the ending of Sorry, I interrupted your, your train of thought with your, mol- your beautiful no- Molson notebook. Let's, let's return holding back it, to that. Holding it here. Thing. Holding it here. I don't remember why he gave it to me, um, but I've been able to hold on to it. And my first, I decided from the get go to have it devoted to be of like quotes I find or like very succinct little ideas. Um, and this is at a time when my father was an avid subscriber of Forbes magazine. I don't know if he still is or not, but he would have me flip through it and read it, you know, because I was a Wall Street prodigy. I was not. Sarcasm. Um, but I always remember in the back of it, they had like, in the last couple of pages, they had a list. There's a single page of like quotes that were selected. They might have, they would revolve around a certain theme. And I always like those quotes. And so the first couple of pages of this journal I'm holding are a few quotes I selected. And I like to look at these quotes because, you know, they definitely stood out to me at that time for some reason. Maybe I just thought they were cool. I liked the person who spoke it. Um, and I've liked this because I go back to this journal several times. Um, and it's funny to see how maybe the third time I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Uh, but maybe a year or two later it would. Um, and just kind of showing how your subjectivity, your perspective changes. Um, a little bit like sometimes, you know, with like abstract art, like they say, oh, you have to be, you know, only adults get it because like they have just that certain mature mind or to really understand why a blank white canvas in the MoMA is just revolutionary. Um, but I think, I don't think that happens, has to come with, you know, reaching a certain age. It can come and go wherever you actually just are with yourself, like how affinity towards or against certain things like abstract art can vary depending on where you are um, in terms of mood or energy just as Stephanie and I kind of mentioned at the beginning of this episode you know how today we're in a certain place of being a little bit more somber more subdued uh, versus at a higher activated energy level and so a quote I have here just with this time of year happening with the season being um, of autumn um, I did have a quote that I was um, yeah, that stood out to me that apparently at this time, this would have been, yeah, eight or nine years old. Um, it was a quote by the former late night talk show host and comedian, David Letterman. And the quote is, fall is my favorite season in LA, watching the birds change color and fall from the trees. So a little bit of a comedic jab. Um, whether or not a Terrabang, I don't know whether that strikes a chord with you at all, whether because it's the speaker of it is David Letterman or Stephanie. Um, but that is a, a light shackle, I guess maybe that's, I think I was drawn to it because as a reader, you think you know where it's going, but then when he says, you know, the birds changing color, you go, ah, a little cheeky, a little clever. Um, but yeah, so I kind of just kind of liked how 
for me myself reading that quote, I had the memory of writing it, um, but also realizing like maybe at the time it's not my most favorite quote, but it's the memory and sentimentality behind it. Kind of like how in the book, a book that I've read, um, maybe in Stephanie and Turbin, you come across it. Um, it's called All the King's Men. It's a novel by Robert Penn Warren. I um, don't think, I think I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet. There's a movie been made about it, but um, this is not the main aspect of the story, but as a reader, I drew this aspect. It was with the two main characters, uh, Jack Burden and Anne Stanton. Um, Jack's the narrator. He talks about, uh, it follows them growing up and talks about when they were teenagers, they would, during the summers, they played tennis together. It was a great memory. And there's a scene where as an adult, he happens to revisit the same tennis courts and see young people um, playing tennis. And he just feels that even if he wanted to, he would not be able to play tennis again because it just that moment has passed. And oh, right. So because he's not in the same in that he's not in the same way, yeah. frame of mind or you know even physically. Exactly, and he misses that memory so much playing tennis as a teenager with Anne. Yeah, and that moment. Yes, it was like one of his favorite times of his life, and he's I think as an adult he was in his forties or fifties or so. Sure. Um, and so it was a moment where he was like sitting on a bench nearby, just observing this teenage couple um, and not really placing judgment on like who they were deeply, but just they um, they had, were similar enough to resemble how he was. And I just like that idea of saying, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would love, I would love to go back and relive those moments, but I cannot. And there's also some beauty in that. I don't know if I want to relive those moments, right? But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, t I, I get a sense of, you know, like, keep that moment with you forever, right? Like, live it once. Because if you relive it again, it's going to be like another experience altogether. True. Maybe that's, yeah, true. that's too literal, but um, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I didn't know how that landed at all with you and Terabang, if you've had a similar real life experience, whether it was like a piece of art or something that you just thought was really cool or a piece of clothing that you thought this is so great and then time passes and you're looking back at like this is not it but like it's nice because I like to just keep it for the memory or if there was you know uh, that scene of just having an actual memory of another person or yourself or Stephanie is there something that comes to mind for you yeah actually um you mentioned uh just now that you said that uh you had a dear friend pass um again condolences um and this is going to seem ridiculously lighthearted compared to that, but a YouTube channel, a dear YouTube channel that I quite adored uh, recently passed. And I know that's weird to say because digital media in this day and age, as we know it, kind of lives on forever, technically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, this one was special. It started out around last year, you know, similar date, right? Um, by Mark Fishbach and Ethan Esther, and so they're two YouTubers that, you know, they're notable, I guess. Um, you may know them as Markiplier or Ethan or Crank Gameplays. Well, maybe you not. <laughs> maybe Interabang knows, but I know, Michelle, you're, you're generally not too in tune. Um, BBB, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, my silence, I don't want Interabang to be no, nervous. Maybe I don't, I don't want to. I was that I was listening. I, I am familiar with Markiplier, but not, okay, not the other person. But I, um, yes. Uh, no, but go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Um, so they decided to kind of create this YouTube experiment, you know, just to see if they could create a YouTube channel, record a video every single day, post every single day, um, and then delete that channel after a year. You know, this is fully edited video. You know, some of them mm. are like two minutes. Some of them are almost half an hour. Um, and, you know, the, the general message of the channel is memento mori, like remember death or, you know. Memento, you might, so memento, memento mori. mori. So Latin. Latin, um, which simply stands for remember death, right? Or not stands for, but translates to remember death. And they called mm -hmm. their channel Unis Anis, um, which translates to one year, mm -hmm. but also cheekily, you know, being the... <laughs> Uh, shall we say, childish minds of, mm -hmm. you know, the man-childs of the ch man-children that they are, um, unus anus, you know, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, so it's very much like tongue-in-cheek. Cheek-in-cheek. Mm -hmm. um, very tongue-in-cheek. Yes, I yeah. just know that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they, they but my made a bunch of videos, right, that, you know, yes, some of them had serious tones and some of them were just basic crazy ridiculous things that youtube would probably never ever sanction um and you know like what? Probably, uh i'm trying to find a way to make this sound family friendly for our dear dear and terabangs oh so there was some sort of more adult themed they they censored a majority of it right so maybe um, some taboo topics some, some taboo uh imagery that was heavily pixelated <laughs> or okay. discussed you know um but it was rather amusing and ridiculous and in a very light-hearted sense right okay. um mm -hmm. and so more but, often but, but my question is sorry Stephanie yeah. so they had this all of this kind of messaging behind it meaning behind it they stated from from the beginning of it from the yes this is how it's going to be. We're going to okay. have a channel for 365 days. At the end of it, we're going to delete everything, all the social media associated with it, all the videos, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Possibly, well, they can't dictate fan art, you know, that will live on however, um, whatever medium that may be. Mm -hmm. But if someone were to repost it, they were going to have their lawyers or legal team, you know, snipers take those um, <laughs> repostings down. Okay. They really want to try as much as good to erase that digital footprint. Yeah. And the point was to enjoy the moment, you know, like enjoy that year of whatever content was produced, you know, um, mm -hmm. and down the line, you know, years from now, it'll just be a, you know, inside joke kind of thing. Like, oh, remember, you had to be there kind of moment, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but for that year, you can just kind of enjoy all the content that they posted, whether it's serious, whether it's lighthearted, whether it's a mixture of both, you know, and it, it provided some interesting days, you know, like people's, a lot of the people who commented were like, oh, you know, this is my birthday video. I can't believe you made <laughs> um, something ridiculous, like building Ikea furniture as a boat without reading the instructions and it's just like a frame of a chair, you know, have you seen like chair frame? Like it's an empty, imagine like a square with a bar through it and that's it. 
and then they were trying to put those two together and then make a boat out of that and <laughs> okay. make some cardboard with duct tape. So they would be they would be standalone videos every day with yeah. these two individuals who already were they were these they, they're established YouTubers, you know. Were they cons- were they still posting on their own channels or they were- Oh yes, absolutely. They've had like they were continuing team that. Of editors and you know Okay. And then they would have their main content as well. This other additional channel yeah. uh, project. Like a little side project exactly. Okay. And I mean so they were standalone videos and I'm just kind of curious. I'd imagine it was a natural thing that would have happened, but throughout the year, I'm sure they were just learning more about themselves and this oh, whole sure. project. I'm sure they were I'm assuming they, you know, throughout, they were kind of, again, reiterating and mentioning how this is not meant to last. This will be yeah. temporary. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they grew closer together as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Like they were already friends, you know, much like Michelle, you and I are. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, um, Ethan had uh, met Mark through one of those Comic-Con panels, the, the VidCon things for mm-hmm. YouTubers, mm-hmm. by doing a backflip. And that's how he got on his radar. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, he's now like, yeah, his like best closest friend, you know, doing Mm -hmm. these crazy, ridiculous things. Um, But they really have thrown everything, including the kitchen sink, um, to make these videos. And it's a tremendous effort if they were full fledged videos. Yeah, absolutely. It was some of them were higher production quality than others like some were just you know like stupid vlog not sorry not to demean vlogging people right um but maybe maybe a lighter they they were very light-hearted kind of like uh will it blend you know type of stuff except oh like little challenge questions like that exactly exactly um will uh apple watch you know go into a rock tumbler and turn out okay the answer is no (laughs) but they tried it well I kind of like that because I feel like that's setting a bit of a realistic expectation I mean so as a viewer I mean I just you know you don't have the pressure that you have to watch every video you're not really missing out no it's not that that you you don't build on you kind of feel if you're kind of a completionist you will Mm -hmm. try some people found out you know midway through and that's fine unless you're like midway through you find out a month before it all ends and you have 360 plus videos to catch up on there's that but you have like the choice there's not like a pressure oh, i mean the only pressure is that it's the, the deadline of you know that you're ending the will be deleted the clock but never I, stops yeah but i kind of like you know not my not every video being like this is the most groundbreaking no, no. my only thing he was because that's everyday life i mean it is living life yeah but you don't have this huge bar that you set for yourself it's yeah. so high up that it has to be just the most profound groundbreaking day every single day. I mean, it's a little bit like we've been to the beginning again, uh, just like, you know, you're showing up, you're, you're present and yeah. you're, you just kind of like, well, today is just going to be a little bit maybe lighter hearted. Um, but I'm still showing up. I'm still here. Um, That's exactly it. So like in one of their ending videos, right. You know, they gave two weeks to kind of talk about the ending of the channel and everything at the end. Um, they talked about all the could have beens, you know, um, when they they mentioned that when they started out, they could have, they they had this whole list of things they wanted to do, topics they wanted to reach, you know, people they wanted to collaborate with, and then you know, as we know, the year that is twenty twenty happened, so a lot of those right. Um, so they so plans, they actually started this 
a little bit before 2020 hit and then yes yeah with no idea in in like i think mid-november mid-november 2019 yeah. yeah so you know it was all going quite swimmingly you know they had a couple of collaborations booked and everything and these i mean to be just also be more clarifying you're they're american this is yes okay yeah um so you know coronavirus hit and you know that restricted people's access to other people you know and production and production. whatever ideas that they had mm-hmm. exactly so as well as just how they were feeling of themselves you know they maybe had a planned list for you know the month of may of what sure. they were feeling up to but they just with however they as individuals were affected by what was going on in the world but they may do, you know, they did the best they could, you know, with the energy that they had, you know, didn't, like you said, didn't try to make everything so groundbreaking, but um, mm-hmm. sometimes the quieter videos or sometimes the nonsensical videos are the ones that kind of like hit the hardest because you're like, oh, you know, you never would have really thought about that opportunity unless you have that empty time to think, you know, or that free mm-hmm. time to just <laughs> go crazy. Mm-hmm. So enjoy that it happened you know don't mourn that it's gone kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so going back to the point um it ended yet so the channel got deleted yesterday uh on the very last day they well, i guess today technically they had a 12-hour live stream <laughs> um mm-hmm. for this ending you know leading up to it so at the end of every at the beginning and end of every video i should preface they have this ticking timer that's counting down, right? And this huge spiral, you know, that um, is who they are. It represents, you know, like descending into madness or time or death or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, um, the, the, the ticking timer with the date and, you know, the how much time there's left is always present. And um, it's you know, fine when you see the numbers that are like 300, 200, 100, you know, but then it gets down to the double digits and the single digits, and then it becomes just hours and the minutes. Kind of like, kind of like the, just the, seconds. what we experience with our calendar year, you know, at New Year's Eve, you kind of forget about it all. Yeah. But then, um, you know, yeah, for that kind of the, I don't know what to call it, Gregorian calendar, right? Sure, sure. You know, the time, the week's time between Christmas and New Year's. It's just yeah. a matter of a few days. And that's what I think it starts hitting people um, versus it just, like you said, with those larger gaps, it just kind of, you don't think about it as much. No. And yeah, with the 12 hour live stream thing, it reminds me, I mean, that just tells, it stands out to me a little bit of just um, the media platform that is YouTube uh, because it seems a little similar to some kind of big, like, uh, space mission launch or something where there's a sure. big countdown and all this gearing up towards sure. um, and this is just a very different topic um, very different subject matter it's these two individuals who have just made this made this project this uh, YouTube channel project and so I just think it's interesting how a platform like YouTube exists to kind of allow for you know more um I don't want to say not amateur, you know, but not like network. It's a lot of creativity, I think. Yeah, individual a lot of creativity, creativity. Mm-hmm. a lot of collaborator collaborations that are possible to happen. You know, a lot of ways for people to express their creativity and um, 
the ability to share it so easily, I think, is and, and how being on a mainstream website like that and that is quite accessible to people all around the world. To much like we hope that you are listening to <laughs> how you are listening to yes. from whatever podcast platform, <laughs> Dear and Terabang. Yeah, and so, yeah. No, that, you know, I was thinking actually right when you were about to say that, I was thinking the same thing, Stephanie. Yeah, and Terabang, and hopefully that you also feel a sense of community with us. Um, and uh, yeah, that you, know, you feel a sense of belonging and community, as I would imagine, Stephanie, you may have felt a little bit by kind of yeah being part of this journey because you you mean you played a key role as being a well uh, an audience did, was there a name did was there a name for people who were viewing the videos or kind of participating in that life that's a, that's a good point I don't think a name was ever brought up for the fans for the fans um, okay mm-hmm. I I think it was just you had to be there. <laughs> So you were just you were just or, tuning in or not or tuning I, in. Or... I think I think the um yeah, you just you just had to be there kind of thing. Yeah, you just tune in, mm-hmm. celebrate the madness, and then peace out, mm-hmm. quite literally. Um but yeah, so it it was, you know, definitely not like a death of a personal friend, right? But it, it felt kinda like you know, you knew it was coming. It, you know, you could literally see the time ticking down, um, but it was like the end of an era. Yeah, it's only a year, 365 days, sure, leap year, whatever, but it's going to end, and it did end, and... I always like how sometimes I, I notice myself being really sucked into the... Because I, I feel like I operate on like a maybe a week-to-week, a few weeks at a time kind of sure, basis. Sure. Um, but tremendously, you know, hours, minutes, seconds. Yeah. And yeah. I always like to kind of think about not just like how, how I used to be growing up, but you know, you come across documentary, you know, documentaries, and uh, you know, reading about other cultures that are, um, I believe, the proper term at least right now is primitive tribes. Sure. Um, and how they're very open about like you know, we don't have that concept of time to such an intense degree like they know what day it is yeah like isn't time you know one of those like pretentious quotes time is a social construct you know and it kind of is we really have qualified it is. yeah and it's because it's to make things a little bit you know more convenient or easier and sure. more modern People times can coordinate things you know cross cultures and stuff like that or yeah exactly whatever. for travel and things but yeah. i always kind of sometimes think it's nice to because I mean, the people who are speaking those words that are from primitive tribes, they're humans as well. Um, yeah. we, we share um, we share so much with them, um, especially in the ability to, to view life in that way. It's just a matter of kind of retraining your mind. Um, sure. But for me, I'm volunteering, if you feel this or Stephanie, whenever I try to kind of put that kind of metaphorical hat on my head, of what if I kind of take time to be like that, at least in some moments, I feel, I just feel like relief. I feel release, relief. Um, what, that you don't have to... Think about the hours, minutes, seconds, hours, minutes, mm-hmm. seconds, the mm-hmm. tick, tock, tick, tock, mm-hmm. tick, tock. Um, it seems like deep down, it's actually quite natural for me. Yeah. Like Do you feel the same? Rhythm. Well, 
I've had a watch since I was three years old, so yes. Three years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a very insistent child. Um, I believe, at least in my schooling, I think we were learning to, I think I was exposed to like learning how to read a clock. I guess you could have had a digital clock as a three-year-old time. I'm no, just, I, no. I assumed, uh, yes, knowing you, I assumed it was. Old-fashioned uh, all the way. Yeah, old-fashioned. <laughs> I, I figured you had a pocket watch, actually. Oh, I wish. I <laughs> wish. <three>. Alas. <laughs> I do have one now, but um, not when I was three. Mm. Very classy with the loafers, penny loafers and everything. Um, but yeah, I remember it was, I think it was a kindergarten for me in my proper school and that we were like, had actual instructions on how to read a clock. I think maybe just beforehand with my parents they were teaching me how to read a clock but so you but you kind of on your as yourself Stephanie you asked for well I remember like the tick of the clock in my bedroom was always very loud and I always found that kind of comforting right and Mm. I forgot if you know I was gifted the watch or whatever but somehow I ended up with a Minnie Mouse watch at the age of three how does it fit your wrist I have no idea I try not to think about the logistics of it. Okay, you had it. But um, mm-hmm. I had it, and you know I've had various watches throughout my short lifespan. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know I've I feel like I've had the seconds always tick, and I've always been very present, or you know like I'm aware, I guess, hypersensitive, just yeah. sensitive about about you know like every second passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's nice, like you said, you know, to just kind of like put the watch away, put the phone away, unplug for a weekend or so, and just kind of like live life as it is. Try not to count up, you know, is it exactly one thirty? You know, fifteen seconds. No one really counts this. Well, I don't. I don't count the seconds. On yeah, yeah, time. whatever your operating range is, sure. But you know, it's just nice to say, oh, it's just generally afternoon, you know. That's all you need to know. I was thinking for me, because I was, I was going to say, well, for me, I usually kind of go off of like the um, daylight versus ah. lack of daylight. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of easy for me as the sun's up, the sun goes down. Then I was realizing most, yeah, pretty much all my life, I've kind of lived not like super near the equator, but kind of in like the sure. middle, sure. lower latitudes where you tend to have. 12 hours a day. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, equal time. I don't live, um, you know, I visit a friend who lives in Alaska or people who live you know, closer to the poles. Sure. And nighttime and daytime is very limited, you know, depending on what depending time of year. And yeah. so I realized, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy. You just operate if the sun's up during the day. And, you know, I'm just, I'm only used to that because that's where I've just been living sure. in sure. my life. So that might not work that well. Um, and I know we have like our intrinsic circadian rhythm um, sure. as humans that's kind of already pre-programmed into us. Um, but I definitely respond well to the sunlight. That's all I'm just. I, I think I do as well. I try to be, you know, a bit of a, a grouch about it and be like, no, I'm, I'm very independent of everything. Right. But I think I do respond well to, you know, like, sunny days versus cloudy days so, i really uh, respond yeah. yeah i can definitely always i just like all my pores like like blossom like a, like a sunflower <laughs> it's like intense experience it's like and soak it in please it is symbolized because i actually have like freckles so they really just show up and like shine out um mainly it's on my face um but yeah i'm 
and I, I know it's you gotta you know take it in moderation with sun sure, damage, yeah. but um, we don't need to go into a lecture on sunscreen and skin cancer prevention. Hey, Terbane, just you know, be safe. Just wear be sunscreen safe. when. But wear sunscreen. Think is necessary. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, no, no, thanks so much for sharing, um, Stephanie, your experience with with the the channel's name again, Unis. Unis Honest. Honest, yes. Yeah. Unis Honest. Um, no, that's, yeah, I think that's a really neat, yeah, I, I didn't, I kind of heard about it, again, on the periphery, knew it was happening, that was a neat idea, um, but I think, you know, it is kind of an example of performance art to me, Yeah. where I definitely recognize that it was an impressive sure. production, sure. but just how, where I was, what I was going through in life, it didn't draw me in enough to... Yeah tune in maybe to the, to, to the degree that you seem to um i think i i tend to contemplate mortality frequently you know the fragility of mm-hmm. at least human mortal, mortality and um you know like shakespeare's plays that talk about mortality those really yeah. resonate more with me so i guess that's why i was drawn in particular to this channel and you know it's sure. social experiment or you know whatever you may want to call it and i feel like mortality though you know it's such a complex um subject um that can just be brought about within you by you coming across many different things so you know you mentioned for you and yeah this particular channel this project of this channel uh, reminded you of that you know for me a lot of times it's music yeah so um so i just yeah i don't know and i know we sh- we both are like big about music but uh, yeah of course I think just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a few songs I think that we kind of came up with yeah. and identified that kind of, I think, yeah, in this particular moment where we're at at this time, it kind of reminds us of this theme of mortality and um, just finite. pensiveness, like you know, just, I mm-hmm. guess, think whatever thoughts you're going to think because, you know, at some point in time you can't think anymore you know mm-hmm. it's gonna stop so but i also know where some of the songs we're going over about the list off i know for myself months ago or a year ago i listened to them and i just had a very different experience and that's why i think i liked them because they were able to just incite different things within me that, yeah yeah exactly it's like you said at the beginning you know um different things resonate at different times so that's mm-hmm. good um okay so uh the first two tracks are by this artist I'd recently discovered called Juliana Barwick. Um, she'd recently released an album called uh, Healing is a Miracle. And um, these I two, like that. I, I really like that. It's really nice. It's really wholesome, isn't it? That's a nice thought. I, the whole, I like the whole album is great. Um, give it a listen <laughs> if you want. Um, but for in here, we're going to recommend two songs in particular. In Spirit. It's one word, um, extended version. It's like a 10 minute, uh, I guess, piece. It just like washes you with just sending your minds up into the cloud and just into the stratosphere, just thinking and seeing. And I don't know, it's, it's hard to put into words, but it's just a lovely place to just kind of drift away. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and In Light is another one. Um, this one features Yancey who is uh, the lead singer of Sigur Rós. 
um, which I think we've mentioned previously in a couple of the yes episodes. yes we have as you can tell I quite love Sigaros um, and yeah so this one it's it's similar to the spirit of in spirit um, and the two of them you know Julianne has got like a higher voice and Yancy's got a slightly lower voice and the harmonies of those just kind of I always want really well together to be honest because I have heard this song for Steffi's recommendation and I think yeah. it is it is a really wonderful piece and I think their voices do go really well with each other like what Steffi was saying but I always get curious like how do how do they find each other like what's how do their circles you know is it that simple that they just both have the same production company kind of thing or is it more of just like this I like to picture this kind of brownie in motion spurious kind of activity where they just kind of happen to cross paths and there's this mutual connection say hey I think you two would like sure. fit well based on your sound and I know it also there's like this the whole like you know the aspect of the sound engineering and production going into really making them go together but I always think that's nice when there's kind of two artists um, or even in like other works like architecture you know other People fields tend to collaborate or you collaborations know, that just go together. really well together yeah. that you might not have it ex- expected or thought of like they weren't just squished together out of convenience or mm-hmm, whoever mm-hmm. was at hand yeah yeah so I, I always appreciate who's ever the mind behind like you know you two should try something out exactly yeah and the execution of that you know yes and how yeah. it actually comes like you may have two talents that you know, you think would go together, but maybe they're both just having bad days. And sometimes it doesn't work, which is interesting. You would think it would go well, and then it doesn't due to work, and, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Famously, Under Pressure, which we're not going to include for this because it's not the right mood, um, by, uh, what's the name? Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. Dude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were not um, simpatico with each other, generally. I remember, yeah, I remember reading that, yeah. Um, but Not the most right, civil, not the most civil yeah i forgot mm-hmm. what the reason for the tiff was but uh you know they they just did not hit it off well and they were but you know great musicians both of them you know just like absolute icons in each of their respective fields that they've carved out for themselves mm-hmm. but um yeah just did not seem to gel well unfortunately. yeah but, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Go going back going back to the music for this playlist um <laughs> just i'm looking at it now and i realize there's more <laughs> cigarettes related music um there's ara batur i think I, i'm probably butchering the icelandic or hopelandic also by cigarettes um and i remember actually i heard this one when um an uncle of mine passed away um and i couldn't attend the funeral or the memorial service because you know coronavirus and a bunch of other circumstances but i remember taking out a, a walk you know in the ni- middle of the night um in you know a secluded neighborhood so wasn't gonna get taxed so it was nice um but just looking up at the stars and appreciating that i could even see night sky and you know just letting my thoughts just rain free you know timeless took off the watch you know just kind of let the thoughts freely flow with the music blasting mm-hmm. through the headphones mm-hmm. and you know for once i kind of felt at peace with the world instead of just like feeling the thrum of the city vibe you know um, just you know the lights going in and out as cars traffic through and you know just kind of let just let the world kind of wash over you so that mm-hmm. was kind of nice um, mm-hmm. and it's got a great climax as Sigurdsson always generally is inclined to do um, this next other Sigurdsson song mm-hmm. um, the fourth track to this playlist is I'm going to 
butchered this, but I've been practicing some of my Scandinavian. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Hjomaland, I think, um, which roughly translates to, to sound like a fountain. And mm. this one's kind of interesting. So, you know, after the pensiveness of the first three, you know, like your brain is just super in like a spacious mood, pensive mood, you know, this is kind of like channeling it lightly, you know, just the gentlest of pushes, bringing it back into a stream, just kind of like letting it chug, letting it turn, letting it start having a direction of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, from going to something nebulous to something that's perhaps resembles something like a current, a stream, perhaps a fountain, you know, it may mm-hmm. be going in cycles, but it's it's got a direction of its own. And then mm-hmm. I believe you had a you had a song, Michelle, right? Yes, yeah, I just had one song to kind of put into the to this kind of um, this list that you've given out. Um, it's uh, also kind of a slower, similar theme on the past on the both Sigaros uh, song that Stephanie's mentioned. Uh, it's by the group uh, Sleeping at Last, and the song title is Arctic. And um, I, I connected to it for a similar reason that Stephanie connected to the song when um, she was processing the passing of her uncle. And yeah, very sorry again about about that loss that you experienced, Stephanie. Um, especially, yeah, due to the restrictions of not being able to really do the what we're very accustomed to, uh, the events of funerals and visitations and being with family and everyone to really help you process um, the person's life. Like give um, you the closure. Exactly. Ceremonial, closure. though mm-hmm. it may be for the living. Yes, no, precisely. And uh, so this is a song that was kind of maybe the equivalent for me. Um, and I've been re- revisiting it um, the past two days when thinking about my friend, uh, Stephen, who passed. And yeah, so the song called Arctic. And yeah, I think it just has this kind of like the same um, aquatic theme that Stephanie's mentioning with the previous song. It's very kind of these, kind of like, you know, I've, uh, I'm a scuba diver and so kind of being in the deep ocean, you just see the ocean currents are very different as you go further down. And you can really see the big slow moving swells of the ocean current and the real slow welling up and how massive, how much weight and force that there is, even though it's not the quick waves at the top that you see crashing into the large volume, especially the volume, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of feels like that and feeling that lifting up and then grieving and going back down. And with the repetition that's in that song, you kind of feel an overall release and just happiness as the person you're thinking of is you kind of picture them really kind of floating and drifting off into a to a happier state, to a more peaceful state is usually what I would think of, of having them be at peace. Um, and for me, I have, I envision more of them at a higher, higher location, whether, yeah. Sure. It's, yeah, so that would be, that's my song to contribute. Well, similar to theme, I just realized to kind of passing, moving on to the next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, the next song we have here is Into the West for our dear Lord of the Rings fans, including myself. <laughs> um, Present uh, as well here, yes. Yep, yep, we're big fans. Um, Into the West by Howard Shore featuring Annie Lennox. Um, mm-hmm. I believe this is from the third one, The Return of the King. Yes. 
Um, and I believe the setting is, you know, the the heroes have finished their their mission. Their this, this is this is the end of the trilogy, right? Yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. what is there to do? Do they return to their normal life? You know, back to Hobbiton and resume, you know, their life there, or you know, to their elf lands and kingdoms and whatnot and rule, or do they go on to the great beyond? And you know, the West is the symbolic great beyond in this case. Perhaps it's literal. I don't know. I can't talk to J.R.R. Tolkien anymore. Um, but uh, so I th- if I remember correctly, I think a majority of them, if not all of them, do join on this boat, you know, to join the the elves mm-hmm. um, to journey into the West. Um, and there's this beautiful, beautiful uh, solo, I guess, given by Annie that's very mournful but also full of is hope the right word it's not defeated it's definitely not defeated it's not not that this is the end forever there is that this is it's this is ending but there is still much to continue there's another and start or something Mm -hmm. else you know whether the pages have not yet been written it is not an ultimatum yeah Mm -hmm. but we're, we're ending this chapter Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, very finally, a bit of an upbeat one, you know, just to celebrate everything that happened in that life, in that chapter, in, you know, this episode. Um, I lived by One Republic. <laughs> um, and it's incredibly upbeat to the point where I was a bit hesitant to put this. And um, Michelle, you encouraged me to keep it there. Mm-hmm. Because there's, so many, there's so many flavors to this topic that we're covering. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like I mentioned Memento Mori, you know, remember death, but also, you know, remember that remembering that death exists, right? You have to also remember that life, you know, on the opposite end does exist and you should, you know, live your life to the fullest. I know it's such a cliche, you know, like those yoga posters, live, love, there's laugh. There's some truth behind that. And, you know, it, it is cheesy, but you got to find a way to, you know, have peace with yourself, you know, mm-hmm. find a way that you feel like you're forging new paths for yourself. You're not necessarily treading some old stuff, you know, mm-hmm. find something that makes you feel fulfilled, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, finding new friends or whether it's... Um, picking up new hobbies or listening to a new podcast um (laughs) thank you very much for sticking with us all this way episode 10 wow gosh um but you know try and live your life in a way that you can look back at the end and say hey i lived so yeah i guess that's how we want to close it make sure you can say i lived take care and turn yeah, may you treasure all these moments.